Hello and welcome to another episode of the BA Sports Podcast. I am your host, Brady, and today we are going to go over the fantasy football league settings and kind of different fantasy football leagues you can join, you can discuss with your friends to play. They're all a lot of fun. They all provide different draft strategies, and I'm excited to go over this with you guys. This is going to be our second episode in the draft prep series. Our next episode coming out on Thursday of this week is going to be the Fantasy QB positional rankings and coverage. This is featuring my dad, so my dad will be on that episode, and we discuss our rankings and everything about the QB position that you need to know for your draft. But let's get into this episode for the Fantasy Football League settings. Let's go. Today we are going to discuss different scoring systems, different leagues, how they impact player value. We're also going to be providing valuable tips for adjusting draft strategies based on the specific rules of your league and touch on that. So let's get started. The first league I'm going to go into is Dynasty Leagues. This league provides a commitment. You need to be committed to if to your league if you're in one of these leagues. Dynasty Leagues you have an initial draft, and then every year after that, you're going to have a rookie draft. These leagues, people like to usually add super flex positions. They like to have maybe IDP positions. They also don't usually include defenses and kickers, mainly defenses, because in Dynasty, I mean, when are you going to keep a defense year after year? Because the defense usually changes a lot. And I think IDP players are more suited for this kind of format since you can draft a certain player on defense rather than having to rely on an entire team's defense year after year. But this league is is pretty fun. I would assume I have not played one, but I want to get into it because it does take a commitment. But if we're doing super flex and dynasty, it, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. You're essentially building your own team for year after year. and it's a lot of commitment, but if you get a group of guys together, girls that will want to do it, I mean, that'd be awesome. And so first off, I want to go into super flex positions in Dynasty Leagues. If if a Dynasty League has a super flex position, if you're out there playing in a Dynasty League and you've got a super flex position, your draft strategy is usually cons- going to consist of taking QBs really early. And I think QBs go in the ranges one through four. Superflex is essentially a two QB league because you're going to want to play two QBs in the Superflex league. You're not going to really want to play a wide receiver at the Superflex. I mean, maybe you will, but QBs usually generate more points. And therefore, I think they're they're more valuable up top. So one through four, I believe, should be QBs. Maybe even after that, the couple picks after that, I could see QBs going as well. Because they're just so valuable, especially if it's six points per passing touchdown. Mahomes, Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Those guys are pretty good. Joe Burrow was on the verge of catching Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes in six point per touchdown leagues. He was about two, three points behind them, which I believe is pretty good for Joe Burrow. So let's uh, 
get into the next topic in the Dynasty League, and it is kind of explaining that if you're in this league, it's going to take, like, you're going to have to look ahead into the future. You can trade future draft picks. You can trade current draft picks. You're going to have to look into the rookie drafts, kind of dig in more into the prospects and the college stats, which I think if you like college football, this may be a league suited for you because you're essentially going to be watching the players coming up through the college rankings and then saying, oh, wow, I want that guy or I want that guy. And there's plenty of analysts out there that cover Dynasty. I'm not one of them. It's just too much for me to handle. I'm all good with the regular redraft league. I can provide some insight where needed, but as far as ranking wise and looking into prospects, I, I just don't have the time to do all that. It just see, is it's a lot of commitment. I feel better about ranking the players in the redraft league for you to draft just your regular fantasy league. And that is actually my next league that we're going to go into is the redraft league. This is your standard league. Usually, I assume most of you guys have played this league. And if you have a draft every year, don't have to keep any players, don't have any rookie drafts. This is this is your league that you play in is redraft. It's a standard league, usually has one QB, two running backs, two to three wide receivers, maybe a flex, a tight end spot, a kicker, defense, and bench spots. Usually people like to go for QBs later. Although this year I'm actually changing my strategy and I'll get into that in the episode on Thursday about the QBs in the positional episode for the QB. And uh, another thing to look at in these leagues, my league, actually, we have bonus points for when players exceed 200 yards rushing, 100 yards rushing, 200 yards receiving, 100 yards receiving. We have about a three to four point bonus for every time they exceed 100 yards and then about a one to two point bonus if they also exceed 200 yards. And then we also have bonuses for QBs passing over 300 yards in a game. And I know some people have, if a QB throws four plus touchdowns, you get a bonus as well. I kind of like these bonuses. It, It keeps the league interesting. It kind of makes you try and strategize around it and if if you do these or don't do these i'd look into it and try and spice your league up a little bit in the redraft that way it's just not a standard league if you've been playing the standard way and you want to mix it up a little bit i think that's a good way to do so you just add a little bonus points here and there along with you know if you do ppr standard half ppr but I really like the bonus points for players exceeding yards. It really changes games and allows you to keep it close in certain matchups. And if you have a guy like Justin Jefferson who goes over 100 yards a lot, it's really valuable in that sense. Jamar Chase, guys who can get big yardage games, it's really, really valuable. So I, I love the Redraft League. It's a classic league. I've been playing it pretty much for 15 years, haven't gone away from it. Uh, yeah, I really like it. And the next league we're going to get into is the Keeper League. A Keeper League allows you to keep a certain number of players, usually ranging from two to four players. You usually are only allowed to keep a player for a certain amount of time before they have to go back into the draft pool. This is kind of like the Dynasty League, except it's a little less commitment because you're not keeping every single player. You're not only having a rookie draft. You're having a draft with the pool of players before that weren't kept. So this is this is huge for players that 
drafted late and say they got someone super late, like Jamar Chase in his rookie year, they got him in the seventh round or eighth round or something like that. I can't remember, but I know Jamar Chase was not a first-round pick. Now we're discussing him to go in the first round. Well, you can keep Jamar Chase, and then you'll be looking for other positions. Usually, if you have a good QB like Mahomes or Hurts, I would keep him as, as long as possible, but you have to really talk with your league mates to discuss on who you want to keep and how long you want those players to be on that person's team. So in my opinion, this is for the lesser dynasty players who want to have some of their control over the longevity of the roster, but without the big time work dynasty calls for. And usually year after year in this draft orders determined by the record of the year before for fairness same thing in the Dynasty League. I believe it's kind of based off record and basically if you worst record, higher pick, just kind of like the NFL. And yeah, that's a keeper league. So next up, I'm going to do the best ball league. And this is a league for people who don't check their lineup each week, want to be lazy with it, have a fun year, have a team, but don't want to pay attention. This is the people you... Your biggest day is draft day in the best ball leagues. If you're drafting a best ball team, this is for the people who literally don't want to check their lineup. They want to draft the team and watch it throughout the year and maybe hit on some high value players. But you want to take players with super high upside and players that you think can be elite because it's going to auto set your lineup for the players that have the most points each week. So if you have a stacked starter and a stacked bench, it's going to figure out, say one person has an off week, it's going to substitute that for like a bench player that goes off for 30 points that you thought had high upside and it paid off. This uh, is really valuable. And I, I feel like Anthony Richardson would have to be up there. And if you're picking in the best ball leagues because his uh, ceiling is super high right now and everyone really seems to love him I'm not super high on him I'll get into that on Thursday in the quarterback episode but yeah I, I think the best ball league is for people who really want to just relax and have a fantasy team and play against their friends but they don't want to do the weekly lineup sets they don't want to do the waivers now I think you may be able to still claim people off waivers and add and drop people, but I'm not too sure. You also could set it where you just don't do that and you just ride with like 10 bench spots and then it picks the best the best team. But yeah, best ball leagues, if, if you're really wanting to just kind of focus on draft day, put all your effort into draft day, don't have to put it in effort at setting your lineup the rest of the year, I would I would consider discussing best ball with your friends. It's a really fun league, and that's an awesome format to go to. Next up, I'm going to kind of go into some fun leagues, and then we're going to get into the daily league. The fun leagues, these are interesting, and I really like the idea behind them. So there's two leagues that really caught my eye when I was kind of doing some researching for this because I've heard of them. I just didn't know the name for the first one. I knew the name for the second one, but didn't really know how it works. The first one is the guillotine league. This league eliminates the lowest scoring team each week. You can make your league size higher. And if you have 18 people that want to play, you do an 18 team league, let it run 17 weeks. Lowest scoring team gets eliminated each week. You're stuck with a week 17 matchup playoff matchup of the two highest scoring teams. 
and the players from the eliminated roster each week. So week one, the lowest scoring team, their roster is going to be let go and in the free agent pool and anyone can grab it, which I think is pretty fun. It sucks for you if you get eliminated early, but if your team is good and you make a run, it seems like a lot more fun and just keeps it very engaging because everyone's going to be like, oh, who got released this week that we can pick up? But that's how it works. So that is the guillotine league. The players are eliminated from the roster in the free agency pool. Usually trading is turned off in this league, so you can't trade. You only use the waiver wire, which, I mean, makes sense because the team's getting eliminated each week. There's going to be great players available for you throughout the entire year, especially if you make it far. You can build like a crazy super team for the championship, which, in my opinion, sounds like a super fun league. I've never played it. I may look into it this year just to have a little fun, but that is the guillotine league. And next up, I've got the Vampire League. So I've heard of this league. wasn't really sure what it was exactly. I knew the name of it. I didn't know what I, all it entailed, so I did some research. It's essentially all but one team are non-vampire teams. So say you have a 12-team league, 11 non-vampire teams, one vampire team. The 11 non-vampire teams draft normally. As you do in redraft, you have your draft. And then once that draft is over, the vampire team is left with the players on the waiver wire to pick up. So basically, that's how they build their team is off the waiver wire, which makes it incredibly difficult for the vampire team. However, the vampire team can beat a non-vampire team, and if that happens, they can make a trade, one-for-one one swap of whatever player they want on the opposing team for one of their players. This seems like a very fun league for vampire teams only, not much for non-vampire teams because they can't really make waiver wire moves or trades for non-vampire teams, which makes it difficult. But, I mean, you drafted a team, right? So you should beat the vampire team, and you should not lose the vampire team because they just built it off of waivers alone. So it does seem like a very fun league for vampires, but um, that's only one team out of however many you have. and. Maybe you can mix it up. Maybe you can allow waivers, but don't allow trades. I think that would be fun because then the, the, but also the vampire team should get sort of a priority each week on waivers. I don't know how you work that out, but it seems like a fun league to look into if you're trying to have a fun league to just mess around with your friends and do all that. So that is the vampire league. And now for the final format, I'm going to go into the daily fantasy. DFS is what you like to call it, Daily Fantasy Sports. I got into this last year. I played a lot of Daily Fantasy, and I won a lot of cash prizes doing so. So Daily Fantasy, you get to choose your competition. You can choose to enter a tournament, which is consists of a large player pool of people. You can opt for a smaller tournament, maybe like a League of 100, and you can set your lineup each week. You don't have to draft. You just pick whoever you want with your salary budget that you have, and that is who you want to go with, and that's who you think is going to score the most points that week, which will win you. In a, you can also do a head-to-head -head matchup, so it's one-on-one. One-on-one, $2 league pays out, like I think, like $3.60, and FanDuel or DraftKings takes a little bit of it, and you get $3.60. Something like that. 
You can play for numerous cash prizes. I mean, pools from free to a dollar to a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars. Even I mean, there's crazy leagues where it's daily fantasy leagues where it's a thousand dollar entry. I mean, there's there's all sorts of options for however you want to play. Daily fantasy is really fun. It does require a little bit more research week weekly. You have to kind of know what's going on. But the good news is if you want to play daily fantasy and you don't want to do the research, then subscribe to my newsletter on my website, which you can find in my Instagram bio, BA Sports Podcast on Instagram. So it's BA underscore sports underscore podcast on Instagram. And I will be releasing each week on my newsletter my optimal DFS lineup for you to set. You don't even have to do research. I'll do it for you. You can do your own research. You can have my optimal lineup to go off of. You can kind of change around if you like other players better, but it's free to you to get my newsletter and get my optimal lineup each week, which honestly, it worked out for me last year. I won multiple cash prizes going and setting my lineups each week on FanDuel, and I want to help you out as well, help you win cash. So that's kind of all the leagues I thought I should cover. If you want to know about any other league, honestly, DM me. Shout me out on Twitter at BA Sports Podcast. DM me on Instagram at BA Sports Podcast, and I'll help you out. If you're in a weird league, just let me know and I'll try and do the best I can. And next, I just kind of want to go over like league settings, formats, and kind of knowing how to draft in these different leagues. So you're going to want to learn your league scoring settings and make sure you know what's going on. Like I said, my league gets bonus points if you go over a certain number of yardage for a position, go over a certain number of touchdowns. Make sure your league does have that or doesn't have that. Just make sure you know what's going on. And that is the most important part to determine your draft strategy. Also, if it's four or six point per passing touchdowns, usually four point per passing touchdowns puts a higher value on rushing quarterbacks because they're going to run the ball and get six points per touchdown. Whereas only passing quarterbacks, say like Aaron Rodgers, he's only going to get four points for each of the touchdowns he scores unless he like QB sneaks it. But we know Aaron Rodgers is not running around. Same with like Jared Goff. They're not going to run around and scramble like Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Those guys are going to score you multiple rushing touchdowns and get you rushing yards, which even is a bigger plus in those leagues. So I, I think four point per passing touchdown leagues, you got to look for those rushing quarterbacks. Six point per passing touchdown leagues, look for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think those guys are going to be super valuable. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts are still valuable, but. I think Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow get a little boost in six point per passing touchdown leagues. And also, if you do know your draft position, do mock drafts. If you don't know your draft position, do mock drafts. Just keep doing mock drafts to get you kind of in your brain where you know players are probably going to go. So you're like, oh, this is the point where I have to take this guy or else he's not coming back to me. It just gets you in that habit of helping you go over what your strategy is. And that way, you know, on draft day what to do. And I'll also help you through this rest of this draft prep series. Me and my dad are going over the quarterbacks 
in the episode on Thursday. Next week, I'm going to be going over the running backs and wide receivers. I'll help you with that. And then tight ends, kickers, defense the following week. So stay tuned for all these episodes. And like I said, this draft prep series is is meant for you to help you prepare for your draft. And I want to get you as prepared as possible to help you win your league. And that's really my goal. So this was the fantasy football league settings, different league formats episode. We discussed all the different leagues from dynasty to redraft all the way to best ball, even the fun leagues and the guillotine vampire leagues and the daily fantasy leagues. I also kind of went over on the scoring settings and what to do and the mock drafts to run by before you actually draft in your league. And then you can stay tuned for future episodes on this draft prep series. But that's all I got for you today. It's a pretty quick episode, only 20 minutes long. I really appreciate you guys listening. And yeah, thank you and have a great rest of your day. And look forward to the episode coming on Thursday about the QB positional coverage with my dad and I. Thanks and have a good one.